baby, we got a wild one for you. This. Oh, baby, we got a spooky one for you. That's right. It's episode six, six of Dragula Titans, and we're talking about the ugly ladies of wrestling. wrestling. But first, Meepal addresses all the Twitter drama that's been going on. Can you dig it? Yeah, I get into it. I wonder if it's going to make any sense. I hope it does. Enjoy the, the episode. Goodbye, Fuglies. M. Oh. M. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Hello, Fuglies, and welcome to Goulash Ghouls, and welcome back to Spooky Seconds. Yes. That's right. The Boulay brothers have launched a new season of Dragula Titan, so get you got your wish and we're doing another recap, baby. Woo! Yes! Yes! So, um, let's get into it. Last week, honey, the twink drama, don't quit. There were just conversations on conversations about Hoso, Obora, Astrid. Also, um... That last week was also the time they brought Victoria and Eva into it. And basically, Melissa and Coco were so over it. Then they ate some pig brains for the fright feet. Turned which, out to not be pig brains. It's actually the tissue between an animal's ribs and its like intestines or something. Where did you get it's a that de- information? Someone called in and told us, and it's like a delicacy. It's usually fried, and it, you eat it like super crispy. That's why it was because someone was like, yeah, pig brains wouldn't pull apart like that. That is a different, that is just intestinal stuff. But last week they said actual pig brains. What is this, a fake TV what show? What are they, liars? Um, And there were no stakes in this fried feed because they made it seem like Erica Clash was going to come back and then she didn't. Um, And then it was time for a zombie prom. And of course, Victoria Elizabeth Black won that challenge. And as her prize or her punishment, she had to choose the monster to banish back to the underworld. And she dropped a bore like a bad habit, baby. Baby, she went down. But before we start. What? What's going on? I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the, the last week on Twitter. There's been a lot of chatter. And not just oh, about Elon Musk. Now what? Oh, because the cars are crashing? Yeah, <laughs> we got to talk about that. No, baby. It's crazy. What? You're out here stirring the pot. You're I've never the... done a thing like that. You're letting everybody know what's really good, Miley. Miley. And um, why don't you, why don't you, as if our listeners and myself have not paid attention to anything, but just know there's a lot of noise going on over there. Why don't you lay it out for us beat by beat? Um, okay, so I was born in <laughs> nope. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No, I'm just kidding. What have you, what have you, that, okay. So what happened what, with Saint? Saint. So with Saint, because um, you're blocked. Not, can you hear my gardeners out there? Okay. You're the one talking about my palatial estate. You've got gardeners. Okay. I No, I'm just asking, can you hear I them? I can't. Okay. So I guess um, Saint got drunk at another one of those Roscoe's viewing parties, which I was at and uh, not there when she was drunk. And she said something about Yavska 
wanting credit for her ghost look idea, the masked ghost look that got on Resurrection. On Resurrection or the ghost ship look from last season? I think it was Resurrection. It was the white ghost face because that was like a Yavska look. Got it. Okay. That's was my confusion. Yes. Yavska, I think, accused her of like... Didn't Yavska actually didn't do anything? Yavska was like, "Wait, why are you saying I accused you of saying that I wanted credit? You were the one who got in my inbox telling me that I inspired you to do it." And then Saint called her a liar. And then Yavska posted the the photos or the screenshots of her telling her that it inspired the look. And then she posted all the screenshots. And then that just reminded me. Uh, so everyone was piling on Saint and saying. Saying like, because well, Saint why was... would you lie? You're drunk. You've been saying mean stuff about everyone's looks. You've you've discussed Erica's genitals on the Roscoe's viewing parties. Like she hasn't been everyone's favorite on all the viewing parties, and, and she's her behavior's a regular, been really shitty. A regular host of the yes. viewing parties. I got thought it. she was the regular host, which is why I got so excited when they asked me to come do it because I was like, oh, I'm about to spill tea mm-hmm. on Roscoe's YouTube channel. Probably never be invited back, but I thought it would have been really funny. Unfortunately, when I got there, Sigourney was the host. I even texted um, Sean at Roscoe's and I was like, wait, I thought Saint was going to be the host. And he was like, they switch off. And I was like, should have picked a different week. Uh. Um I know, because how cunt would it have been? Um, well, just to watch her, like, her face. Um, so then I see all that, and it just reminded me of this thing that happened two years ago where um, a group chat got started by somebody else. Everybody thinks I started it. I had nothing to do with it. The group chat got started by someone else, and they were talking about their experiences on the show. This was right around the time that Resurrection was casting. We had Uh a bunch of people had gotten text messages from Ian, including myself, saying, like, would you be open to working with the Boulets again? Again, this was, like Saint said in her apology, it was right in 2020. Uh, Emotions were high after the George Floyd murder, like, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, They went around and asked, and a couple of the previous contestants started a group chat that included all of the black queens that had been on the show. Right. And in that group chat, everyone was giving their experiences and talking about, like, just how they felt. And I can, like, kind of show you, like, I definitely, if you look at the screen, didn't start the group chat. That's not me. And I only said three things in the group chat, which I will read now. I, uh, yeah, post the show. They did nothing to help me. Also, kind of went out of their way to badmouth me after we went on tour. I think we're okay now, but I never thought about how there was no one black on the crew. I just think that they're bad people with an implicit bias, but I definitely do not believe that they are racist. They're just selfish. And then someone brought up the video of them on, um, Something for uh, friends for cash, couples for cash. That old Bessies wow show. for cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and on that, apparently, they mentioned something that they like to dress up like black ghetto girls and call themselves Bukita and go out and like bad ghetto drag. That video has now been removed off the internet. But apparently, and so, and then my next statement was, "Oh, I didn't see that." Yeah, if you're gonna accuse them, you better find that video. And that was the end of my conversation. Uh, in that. So to this day, I still do not believe that the Boulets are racist. I, I've never said that they were racist. Any issue that I've had with them that has been about race wasn't because they're racist. It's because they're dumb. So 
Saint takes these screenshots and sends them to the Boulets and without not, asking us if it was okay. Not to spill anyone else's shit, but there are other things being said in this conversation yes. about other people's personal experiences. Yes, it's everybody's personal experiences okay. on Got the it. show. Everybody of color is has told their story and how they feel, the Boulets feel about them so, and how they feel about the Boulets. And Saint, without asking us... If she could, or just going to the Boulets and saying, hey, there's this group chat going on. I think there's a lot of stuff that's maybe race-based that you should go and talk to them about. She just screenshot it and sent it to the Boulets. So then that day, we each get a call from the Boulets. And when they call me, they're talking about the... We start the conversation real nice. It was right around when my makeup came out. They were like, well, send us a couple and like we'll promote them for you. Like We were on good terms. And, and was um, this before or after you had toured with them in the UK? This is after I toured with them in the UK and after okay. they had said that stuff about my white parents. Um, so like it had taken a while for us to get back on good terms. Okay. Remember there was a situation at Precinct where the Boulets and the two bartenders were talking about how I shouldn't consider myself black and I shouldn't talk ill about white people because I have two white parents. And it all started because me and Pinche were like, uh, we had spoken poorly about some white customer. Mm. And so someone in that room came to me and told me that they had said that. And then I called them and then it turned into a whole thing because they were lying because the two bartenders actually came and apologized to me about it. And they still work at Precinct and we're fine and we're friendly, but they told me everything that happened in that conversation. And the Boulets have since denied it and wanted it to just go away. And I've never forgotten about it. And it really hurt my feelings. Because when you think about them and I thought they were like, the icons they were like the people i wanted to be uh-huh. and i slowly realized like oh they're just two dudes with bad attitudes so anyway and, saints oh and so uh they called you on the phone they called me on the phone after the screenshots after the screenshots are sent to them and how what did that conversation go like well it started with them talking about like they wanted my makeup and like everything and then they, it kind of they were like, well, do you have any problems with production? Like, we had maybe heard that there was something going on. And I was like, oh, no, what What are you talking about? And then the little one said something that was a direct quote from the thing. And I went, well, it sounds like you read it all already, right? And she went, yeah, we actually did. And I went, oh, my God, that's crazy. Why don't you just tell me who sent you the screenshots then? And then that's when they their little buttholes tightened up. And they were like, oh, uh, well, we wouldn't be comfortable doing that. And then I said... Remember a long time ago when you were talking ill about me and my family and someone came forward and told me about it and then I called you and you asked me who told you or who told me and I told you who told me? This is the same situation and I would Mm. like you to tell me. And they were like, well, we're not comfortable. We'll make sure, we'll get in contact with them and we'll have them call you. They know, I don't believe that they ever did that. So then I had to go through the group chat and call each person individually that day and talk to them and figure out who it was that was lying. I immediately figured out that it was Saint and uh, called her and she lied to me about it. And she said that it wasn't her, it must have been Kendra. So at that point, I knew that she was a fucking fake and a liar. And I held on to it for two years. I don't know. I do not know why she threw Kendra under the bus. So after that happened, I kind of held on to it until, you know, the other day when I released it. And I've run into Saint before, like post this. 
Like I ran into her at Bushwig and I was so nice to her. Just was like one of these Well, who's days, the fake now? One, well, me. <laughs> Everyone knows kidding. that. So um, that's pretty much what happened. And so in this moment right now, because of a like it, it seems like there's a little drama with Yavska about sort of lying and what's said behind closed doors versus what's said publicly, which sort of led a bunch of people to hop on the internet and say, well, I've had the same experience. I've had the same experience. But it seems like what you have now shared is sort of like the heaviest one out of all of them. Rather yeah. than like, you know, but taking also- credit for a drag look. Like we're talking about sort of betraying trust and especially about stuff that really matters about identity and um, comfortability and like making sure everyone feels represented and respected. Absolutely. And I think that, again, if Saint had actually been trying to help us and get to the boulets and let them know like, hey, there's been some unfair treatment or people feel this way, she would have just talked to them she wouldn't have sent them the screenshots. It is truly my belief that she did that to get a one-up and prevent the rest of us from getting on Resurrection so that she could get on, and she did. And then I believe that she was rewarded for that by winning Resurrection and then being able to sail through season four. Because again, she wasn't doing great on season four, and I think that all of this was a reward for her. Now, she did write an apology well, I think that apology was ghostwritten by the Boulets to help uh, cover her ass because I've never seen her write that many coherent sentences in a row. Okay. And the way that it just kind of addresses every single topic to prevent anybody from talking about it. Because if it was a real apology, she would have reached out to me and apologized. If it was a real apology, she would have told me the day that it happened when I was on the phone with her, mm. asking her hey, why would you do something like this? I know it was you. Everyone has basically said it was you. Why don't you just admit to it? And she didn't. So how do you feel? Like, do you feel like it's all wrapped up and you're ready and you're good and you're moving on? Or how do you feel or what's what do you, what do you think? I feel fine. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is that like all of this stuff happened years ago. Um, I'm glad that I got the story about them talking about my family out because... That everyone always asks me why I have negative feelings towards Zoulet and why I'm so cynical about them and why I like never talk about it and I sound shifty and stuff. It's just like, that's why. That's why. That's why I stopped working for them forever ago. Um, that's why I'll never be on the show again. It's because I don't like the way they work. Mm. And I don't like the way they were talking about me and my family behind the, my back without ever meeting my family and having no reason to talk about it. And then instead of apologizing and owning up for having that conversation so that we could move forward from it, they just wanted me to pretend like it didn't happen. I think that that is, um, I'm not making an apology here. I'm just making an observation. I think that my, my people, not your people, white people, uh, we really want, there's like such a, an urge to sweep things under the rug. There's such like an impulse to be like, yeah, sure. But then kind of save face and then kind of say, well, let's never talk about that again. Rather than like, you know, 
owning an apology and actually owning up to a mistake. I mean, it's like what the yeah, entire here's that the thing. book Again, white fragility I do not is about. Believe that they are racist, and I will right. keep saying that they are not racist. They have done and said racist things, but I am like they can learn from it. My issue right. is that they weren't willing to learn when I was on the phone with them, talking to them about it. All they wanted to know was who snitched on them. They didn't want to know why what the conversation they had was bad. Right. And for the other bartenders to come forward and apologize to me and Pinche separately about the things that were said obviously means it's an admission of guilt. So I'm sorry that I cannot move past that without an apology. Same to Saint. I'm not going to move past this. and Well, I'll stop talking about it because now it's out. Right. But. It's like, I'm not going to forgive you. That that co-written Boulay Brother production notice thing that you posted that you didn't write is not an apology to me. It's not an apology to Kendra for saying that she was the one who did it. It's not an apology. Yeah, it sort of, it just comes down to... It was to, damage control. It comes down to like, how, how do you see the situation? Is it a public situation in the entertainment industry that you're trying to do damage control and save face on? Or is it a real human-to-human interaction that you want to rectify, learn from, become a better person, genuinely apologize for, and move on? If your motivation is always, how do we save face for the brand and sweep this under the rug, it's going to be harder to develop as a person because yeah. you're just going to keep trying to save face. So yeah, and that and then that that's like kind of the end of it. Yeah, that's where it's at, and that's where it stopped. And everyone's uh, the show's going to keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And this is going to get swept under the rug. But it's my personal experience with them, and I feel like it's a story that I've been sitting on for so long, and I wanted to get it out there. I feel better now, and I'll feel better now that m- more people know. And I'm happy now. People can stop asking me why I don't like them. Right. And now Should you we can get on with the review? Now you can celebrate their drag. Yes, mama. Now let's celebrate their, their drag. Their pads. And I feel so much more free. I'm going to let these cunts have it. Free is the wind on this beach. Free is the wind on this beach. beach. So right, I so hope that made sense. Uh, let's take a make break. Sense. And come back and review these whores. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools 
in therapy to be like, look at it this way, or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. We are back. We're back. And it's time to get into, to the, get episode. into the episode. You know what I did love about this episode overall? Less talking in a room more watching them do things. We got to less, watch them train. Less Abora. Um, no, I see now I didn't like that part because I know that Abora's wrestling costume was cut. Okay. Oh yeah, and she would have been such a great performer. I mean, it yeah, would have oh, yeah. been wild. She would have slept because she does not care about her body, so she would throw herself around. Okay, so here we are. Uh, this episode is episode 6. It's the Ugly Ladies of Wrestling rematch. Um, so obviously Astrid is grateful to be back. Coco says, girl, I wish it had been a double elimination. Um, and Victoria is still kind of cagey about why she chose Abora over Astrid. She says that it's about like the technical application of drag, but I think there still would have been, I think she knows there would have been more drama if Abora had stayed. And Victoria doesn't seem to be the kind of person who wants like a tornado of drama around her at all times. So yeah. I think she was like, this becomes the the least the path of least resistance. She wanted to send one of the two of them home. Because otherwise it should have been Abora and Melissa if it was really a bad application. Uh, Melissa oh, yeah, was walking Melissa around with basically fucking pita a chips on her face. <laughs> I was gonna say taped a piece of construction paper and it just flapped <laughs> it's in like the wind. Like a tortilla, or no? What? Yeah, a big old tortilla. Yeah, a big old tortilla. <laughs> oh um, and then there's that moment when like they're talking about technical application, and Astrid's like, "Does no one in this room see me working hard?" And everyone's like, "Baby, you could be working hard all you want, but if..." If if it's not applying, it's if the not application ain't there, the application ain't it's there. What, exactly what we said about Erica. You can be working as hard as you can, but sometimes it does not match up to everybody else. If you glue a candy corn every three inches on a bodysuit, it'll still look like candy corn on a bodysuit. Absolutely, honey. Okay, okay, and then this was shocking to me. Ten minutes into the episode, they're still talking about Abora, and that bitch ain't even there. Did she I know, get her I was check rolling for episode eye. six? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should be paid by her name. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, I was, like, not happy about them talking about it, and I literally was like, oh, God, here it goes. But I love that Coco's in there, and she goes, Mama, I wish I cared. She knows. She's like, this is so dumb, and it's been dumb for six weeks. This is Coco's episode. Actually... A lot of these episodes have been Coco's episodes. Because you remember Dungeons and Dragons? That when was she, Coco's episode. The, when she gurgled and gurgled. And she said, Larshamar, rah, rah. And then she said, they stole my script. And Astrid's over here like, baby, your script is right there underneath your titties. You know what this reminded me of? When you lost me? your breastplate in oh New God. York City. Okay. In the suitcase you were carrying, carrying all around, around town. I was Those... literally in an airport with the suitcase being like, I left my tits. They weigh like 30 pounds. All they yes, wear they were do. 
<laughs> all they were were wrapped in a towel. They were wrapped in a towel that I stole. Okay. Thank you, Zava. Thank you, Zava. Okay, so, um, and then Astrid makes some, like, snide remark to Hoso that says, like, when you do break up with your partner, I'll be knocking. I'm way cuter, way cuter than, than him. him. And Hoso's like, don't joke about that. That's don't not funny. That. Um, I'd like to know what Hoso's partner looks like. I know that they probably want to be, like, kept alone, but I, I really want to know. Are, is Astrid cuter? Is Lizard Boy cuter? Girl, who... Honestly, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference because all twinks look the same to me. So tell us what the challenge is. The challenge is the Ugly Ladies of Wrestling featuring Arda Wiggs, the inventor of the Lee in Spanish Brown. Ding, ding. Um, I, you know, on my season, I did very well on this challenge. Almost won. So this was well. All you had to do was throw a little body weight around. No, I actually didn't have to wrestle because I was in the top. Oh, the wrestle was the elimination. It was the elimination, and that's when that's the first time I saw Melissa get violent, and that's when I was scared of her. Um, and so Did when she they get go hard? into this, sorry, yeah, you need to watch it because she beats the shit out of Zochi Mochi, and I think I remember Zochi Mochi might be being a little bit upset about how hard she was hitting because she was like, "Um, I actually got injured," and they were like, "Uh, it's HR, Dragula, baby, safety beating," and they were like, "No, baby, we're shooting for YouTube." Um, so everyone's like, who wants to fight Melissa? She's badass, because they all remember from the first season. Right. And then it, um, Astrid starts throwing shade at Melissa and Hoso for what seems like no reason? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't get this. Like, it just, it just seemed like Astrid was trying to find a storyline to be like, She's we're going to take it out in God, the wrestling ring. Something. Let's fight. Um, but Hosto says, I'm just so petite. How am I, how am I going to wrestle? How am I going to beat anyone? Astro yeah. says, just gaslight him. Woo. Then Woo. they start cutting eyes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You know, this is the only episode where everyone just kind of was quiet and just looking. And I was like, now this is actual drama and real tension and like nothing's happening. Not her um, saying, just gaslight him. Oh, like you've done me for six months. Ooh. I still, okay, if we're going to talk about that couple, the relationship again, they kiss at the end of the episode, but they fight in the middle, and then they're like, I just don't get it. Is this toxic? Is it a toxic relationship? Remember that guy I dated for a little bit? Yeah. That felt toxic. Yeah, well, he was trying to, he was trying to clip your wing. But. (laughs) He was telling Birdie not to fly. Mama told me that the. Fifth Harmony. Um, No, like, you know, there's that thing. There are people in your lives. We talked about this last week. Like, you could just keep talking about it all all the time. There are people in your lives that you're just connected to. You have, like, a a pheromone, like, a chemical connection. You can't, you can't deny it. But it also might not be good for you. And you just feel like you can't get away from it. Yeah. And it's that thing where it's like, you, sometimes you never really get over it. You just got to move on from it. Well, let's move on to some arm wrestling. The Fright Feet this Oh, my gosh. Is... This is possibly one of the scariest Fright Feets they've ever done on this show. <laughs> like, this. truly. I My favorite tweet was from Bible Girl being like, those girls that had to jump out of the plane watching them <laughs> fucking arm wrestle. <laughs> Didn't Maxi Glamour jump out of a plane? Yeah, that was the season. Yeah. Like, did they all have to or no? No, it was just an like the fright feet is new yeah. because they're like they what would the have front. been extermination challenge. 
So they would have, okay, so an arm wrestling journey. <laughs> oh, you have it a tattoo that just says. It's, it's a fucking shitty thing to do. Make them fucking arm wrestle. slut on your ass or you arm wrestle Victoria Elizabeth Black. No, it says, slut, her tattoo says slut Dragula because they flipped it upside down. Slut Dragula? It was supposed to say Dragula slut, but it says slut Dragula. Doesn't make any sense. So Israel and Ken are back. Ken's tits are there. No, they <laughs> weren't. I only saw face pics. They didn't even do a medium shot. Oh. Well, I know, but you know what? When you see the face, you know the you tits know the are there. You know the tits are there. Yeah. Um, they put on the wigs, because this challenge was <laughs> sponsored by Art of Wigs, so they're all just like in Honey, these wigs. Honey, all those good Art of Wig boxes all over the boudoir. I know. I love an Art of Wig. Great for cosplay. Um, um, okay, now, so they do a bunch of Coco arm get that short blonde wig? Because that's not... That's not an art. I went online looking for it because I really need that. <laughs> that short wig is lit. That short wig is little, laid. The, yeah. yeah, it's got the, the little, little curl. Coco, tell me where you got that wig. Okay, so Victoria beats Hoso. Coco beats Eva. Melissa, Melissa beats, beats Astrid. Astrid. Then Coco beats Victoria. And then Coco beats Melissa. So she, be, she beat her round and then both the winners of the other round. So that means Coco wins the fright feat and she gets to pick the teams. Uh-huh. And she makes no, there is no, what, what's the turn of phrase? Umbridge. No, not umbridge. No, 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 not, love, no, no love lost. No qualms about it. No. Yeah, no qualms about it. No. She just cuts straight to it in the interview chair and she says, my strategy for the teams will be to stack them unfairly. <laughs> She's the best. She's absolutely the best. She said, and that's, me, strategy, and that's what she does. Me and Melissa and Eva were the strongest players. We're on a team. And mm-hmm. little uh, little weaklings. Victoria, Victoria and Astrid. and Astrid. They're doing the other team. The tiniest of twinks. Yeah. Um, but then they have an, a, re- a rehearsal with Emmy. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? What's interesting about this is even though the teams are three on three, the real teamwork is between the partners that are set up to fight one another. Yeah. And I think that those worked out really well. Yeah. So tell us about the rehearsal with Emmy. Uh, the rehearsal with Emmy, um, she's great. I love whoever she is. And I, this is what I was saying. This was great. We got to watch them rehearse and learn and talk to each other and interact in that environment. And that was so much more interesting to watch. Um I agree. They do rehearsed violence. She teaches the monsters that the victim or the person receiving is, you know, they're in charge of the stunt. This is just theater violence. We all learned this. We all took a class. I just love, like, how language evolves because, like, I took a class called stage combat. Stage combat, yeah. And we've all heard the term fight choreographer. But Emmy was like, I do rehearsed violence. <laughs> She's the, You know what? I heard that she taught RuPaul how to slap. Oh, yeah. in her infancy. Is yeah, well, she, she was, was she was she pre, was a baby, preborn. Yeah, she was, yeah. <laughs> she was preborn. She now, was still up in just a twinkle in her daddy's eye. You know, when you chose violence on Twitter, was that rehearsed violence? Did you wake up the the day before and practice your tweets, and then on the day of, you said, "Now I'm gonna let have." To be fair, almost <laughs> certainly. No, what was rehearsed was that I was gonna I was gonna drop all of this at Roscoe's on camera because I wanted to see Saint's face as she had to either lie to my face or tell the truth in front of an audience. 
That's what I really wanted. You were going to be like, what about that time you shared all the screenshots? Yeah, well, I, w- I had a lead up, which was going to be like, what if we did Titans together? Say, like, what would our drama be? What do you think it would be? And then I was going to be like, I think it would be the time that you did this. So it was almost rehearsed. Wouldn't that have been cunt as fuck? I was so yeah. ready. I also would have loved it if you had avoided the two tiny grammatical errors in your tweets. But Which one? It oh, wouldn't have been. shooting screen shooting and also there was like a possessive like a should have been an apostrophe yeah uh the producers on the uh-huh. yeah, yeah 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 I, I saw that later but it makes it more authentic because twitter it was coming is from the heat full, <laughs> full of typos and you knew you were like it's too you said let me get these twitter pictures. I said, oh well you know and everyone was like stop she's already dead <laughs> No, girl, she had blocked you. She, she wasn't was dead yet. Um, so we get a little preview. Now, this was annoying to me because the wig reveal was really cute in the rehearsal room. And I, I was like, I wish they oh, wouldn't have shown it. That's not going to be a part of the show because they've ruined it here. And it yeah. just looked like it looked like no one else in the room knew Coco had a little under under uh underdressed wig. Underwig? An underwig. What do you call that? A reveal wig. A reveal unit. A unite? A unite? Um, and so it looked like everyone got so much joy out of it just like in the rehearsal room. Yeah. And then it was annoying that it was like part of the actual show. But anyhow, they have a great rehearsal. They're getting really physical. It looks like they're all like doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next Wait, day. Wait, which two? Sorry. Two of them kind of tumble off the mat. Not during the challenge, but in the rehearsal. And it looked a little real. <laughs> I was like, damn. I think it maybe was. Victoria, someone took it down to the floor. Someone took a tumble. Okay. I don't remember that. Well, let's the take a break. Day, okay. And we're back. The next day, they're in the boudoir. The queen shit talk to each other and get ready to battle. There's no real drama now. Yeah, they which is fine. I'm fine. The fake drama's like Coco's like, oh, Melissa or oh, oh Victoria, you won the zombie thing, but they said I could have had the crown. You know, it's like they're like trying to shit talk as if to get ready for the wrestling ring, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Yeah. So then we see the boulets. And they're wearing what I could only be described as well, you put in here that they're alien spider bodysuits. It has got like five arms or nine. Well, what is hands it? Because a legs. spider has I've... eight legs. Yeah. So well, are you? Maybe they're counting their arms and legs. Well, th- but that would be nine because there's five coming up, and then if they don't count their arms but just count their legs, then it's seven. So then I was like, is it a skeleton hand? Oh, maybe it's a hand. Maybe it's fingers. I I got when they were turned sideways, like it looked like a bunch of scorpion stingers. So I thought maybe they were like a five-tailed How scorpion. How many legs does... Well, no, scorpions have like eight, eight, or eight six legs and two claws. have... Now, do lizards' eight. brains live in their tails? I can tell you right now, that wasn't a joke. She actually asked that question. Who? What? Remember when the big boulet was talking about Astrid? And oh, they were yeah. like, wait, do lizards' brains live in their tails? <laughs> It was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Um, so, and they introduced the guests. Jo- oh, let's talk about padding really quick. What's okay. going on with the Boulay 
the big one, Jamie, the big one's um, right leg pad. Now, you posted this on your Instagram or on your close friends. Um, and no, I posted it on Twitter. You were, like, you were like, what's up with that? And yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, it doesn't look like I just to watched. To me, it looks like they have one shot where they're standing on camera uh, and no one that? could look at their body and be like, hey, take five minutes and go fix that pad. Oh, just like, do you think it's just like one is like sort of has migrated in a weird yeah, way? Yeah, I think it's just like Got moved it. a little bit and it just looks weird. Also, th- everyone's complaining that there's nothing on the bottom half of this costume and saying, how dare they judge Astrid on wearing a bodysuit when they're wearing bodysuits. But again, I am of the belief that if you're a judge or a host of a show, you don't have to follow the rules that you put forward because literally you're the not judge at of the all. Host. Totally. But completely. I do believe that maybe like a gladiator skirt or something just to break up the or bottom. What about like this? a big cunty boot. Yeah. Well, they were in boots. They just Puss? weren't. They were in like uh, pleaser boots. But I think like a something just to cover up the waist or cinch it in or do something because it just looked naked down. Oh, it's pants. It's not pants. Oh, it's a scrunchy thigh high boot. Yeah. Oh, I see. Or maybe chaps. It just needs something on the bottom half. But the top or a half belt. looks great. Or I do even think, I think if a the bottom, belt. even if the bottom of the leotard looked like what they had on their arms, on their arms, because if it, it was it, a belt with that, yeah, it does look like they didn't finish the bottom of it. Their ha- or the you hair, know, designers fall through all the time. We've both dealt with that. Maybe I'm that was the day dealing. of. Their hair is amazing. Hair is fucking stunned. Ten the out of like, ten. I the love like that cut little and then swoop the and, the, and that piece that sticks straight up. Like, it's bitch, so they good. look good. And I and also just, love how they get a little ravey. They're like this in the camera. They're like waving their arms in front of the camera. The guests are Poppy, who's been a return guest. This is maybe their third time. And Katya. Yeah. I love Katya. The floor show begins. Hoso comes out and so they put a whole wrestling ring right there on the right floor there in show. The yep, I think that's incredible. And so the dolls all get to do their floor show moment in the wrestling ring before the the match starts. Yes, yeah. Hoso comes out as a beetle with like wonder, like incredible eighties hair and the head. Pe- I I Hoso's to me was like my favorite. Did you like hers? I thought her look was amazing. I thought her makeup was good. I mean, she looked like what she actually looked like to me was like a villain in Power Rangers more so than a you wrestling. Know, a wrestler. Oh, right. Because it is, they were supposed to be the gorgeous 80s. ladies of 80s wrestling. Ugly ladies. But it was 80. It was elevate. Okay. Eva Destruction is a neon goth punk girl with muscly legs. Now, here's the thing. I thought she looked great with those legs on. In fact, I was like, I would like to see her pad now because I love that shape on her. I just was like the whole look when they talked about it in the in the um, boudoir. She was like, I'm putting veins. These are modeled after my like muscular legs. I'm like, it didn't. When Coco got up there and other people, I'm like, you could see that Coco's ass got bigger. Well, I was like, Eva's. Eva's thing was really cool, but it didn't actually go there because she covered it. Like the pants revealed the legs, but then she was wearing these like this, like, you know, 
fishnet bodysuit and it oh it yeah there was of, a, a large portion of the legs that were covered it kind of just looked like if you looked closely you were like ah those are muscular legs but if you didn't look super closely it kind of just looked like she was drag padded and naturally had big calves and i think that she missed what she wanted to do she could have just turned it up just a bit more and it would have really really worked she okay you know that meme of um, Squidward when he eats too many of the Krabby Patties. Uh-huh. That's kind of what it looked like. Okay. Melissa B. Fierce. She was inspired by China. And she's yeah. a very strong, muscly woman. This one was a 10 out of 10. It got, it hit every note. It looked exactly like wrestling. Like, it was yeah, so Like, perfect. that looked like you could see that on a wrestling show. Um, Completely. Coco and Kane. she had that MB logo, which was... Her fucking logo. Was genius. so cool. And yeah. the belt. She it's, really thought yeah. it all through. Coco Kane came out with big Coco titties, Kane. mismatched heels, and a big old fat ass. That from the right angle, you could see that ass sweat coming through. <laughs> now, we'll get to what the judges had to say about this. This look was a little wild. She had missed those mismatched shoes... The body was absolutely ludicrous. Tiny little corset. Just the biggest titties you could ever imagine. And if you want those titties, go to (laughs) R-O-A-N-Y-E-R.com. They are a size Z, and I think they're probably $500, $600. And she literally was like, the way she was like, oh. She was like figuring out how they felt. She was like, oh my God. And then she would slam them together. I mean, very well. I wanted to see her pull a Mary Cherry and like bust a beer can with it. Oh, yeah. Love Uh, it. Victoria is a missing missing some teeth. She's uh-huh. like a punk rock muscle suit. The pecs are incredible. And yeah, she they gave... added like some wild armor. She gave and all her armor are like spinning. They're like circular saws and like she's Spikes. got everything is spiked. And she went for what is typically seen as like a masculine chest so she gave like pecs and biceps rather than like tits yeah and, and she gave that neanderthal forehead too she put prosthetics on when yeah. like it was not it wasn't for. necessary but she did it and it elevated it and it was wonderful completely astrid is a pink and teal lizard with a tail and a mask and she's stoned fringed there's gasoline being poured all over her she's serving looks and body pink suits. hair the tail She's like, I'm actually gagged that they all because the challenge was to do the hair and like all of their hair is incredible. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to do what they did with that. Like, I would fail at this completely. The Astrid hair looks really cool. Yeah. the te- How did they add texture? I need to ask them. Yeah. And Hoso's hair, too. It's like Hoso's, crimped. And where are they getting the crimps? OK, then we get to see Ian and Michael Verratti, and they're there as the wrestling commentators. Watching Ian wearing match. a bolo tie. You know, I do got to say one thing, though. Ugh. His hair was messed up the whole time. I know. And his boyfriend is the one filming it. He's the director. You think your boyfriend would look through the camera and go, hey, sweets, maybe fix your hair a little bit. Well, sometimes you're on, like, a tight time schedule. Yeah. It bothered me, though. Then they wrestle! Now, what I wanted, what I noticed, I mean, obviously, they wrestle, they're rehearsed, they go back and forth, they have, you know, all of these fights. These were the things that stood out to me. The use of the word bitch 
Yeah, bitch. Come on, no, bitch. Stop. You, bitch. Listen, bitch. You shut up, bitch. Bitch, you. Bitch, bitch. bitch. I'm the bitch, bitch. Like, it was just like, get her, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Like, there just was so much bitch being yelled. And then the other thing is like. But okay. The answer to the question of how does Coco sleep was answered. You know what I mean? We got there. We saw how she laid flat. <laughs> on she them, jumped down on Victoria's fucking face. On them things. On them pillows. Um, It's like. Okay, so I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I think about like improv scenes or or like back in college in theater school. Sometimes you would like do an acting exercise that would be really prolonged. Not like a play that was rehearsed or like a musical concert, but like an improv thing where you don't quite know what's going on and you've got everyone else around you making decisions and you're meant to stay in character or like keep the energy up because who knows how long this took. Oh, they were doing this for hours probably. And it's like everyone has to be energized. And when you're wrestling in a stadium and it's your job, you know, this is a two hour durational thing Mm -hmm. I have to do. Or even if you go to like a sporting event and the crowd is cheering the whole time, it's because they actually have a stake in their real life sports team. But when you're like acting and it's improvised and the whole thing isn't rehearsed, it's so funny. Those moments when like, there's just a lull. Or like someone drops character and just sort of totally spaces out for a second. that's when in an improv scene, everyone runs across the stage because they're like, energy's dropping, we got to fix it. And so in this, it's sustained. That's why Melissa didn't have a voice. That's why Melissa slayed this because she was probably at a 10 the whole time because that's how Melissa works. Right. Exactly. Uh, Now, where were we? Well, we're dropping oh. the energy, so you better run across the stage, Diva. Swipe. What did they call that? A sweep. Okay, so Melissa beats edit. the shit out of Astrid. A sweep and edit. It's, and it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> now it's time for the boule chats. Uh, they don't see anyone as a total bottom this week. That was, was nice. That? that was very nice. And also, I don't think anyone's a total bottom this week either. Yeah, it well, felt like a really good. Just Melissa. Not because of her placement, just because I know what she could do with that hole. Sexually. Sexually. Um, it felt like a really good week for everybody. Um, the Big Boulet does bring up that Astrid is wearing a bodysuit yet again. But with a tail. She said, please don't do that last week. What are you supposed to do when that's all you have? Yes. Not wear the bodysuit that's been rhinestoned and made specifically for this that has a matching mask that like and sell- tail, like without the mask, the tail would have been weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the tail is built into the bodysuit. So at this point, it's kind of like you're giving her notes on stuff she can't change. I mean, I guess theoretically you could have cut the tail off the bodysuit, wrapped it around your torso, painted your body, and then used the thing and been like, I'm not wearing a bodysuit. What was the issue with last week? What was the bodysuit? The zombie thing? Which was it like was the like skin underneath on the thing? The dress. And then the week before was like Dungeons and Dragons. It was like a bodysuit that stuff was on top of. Or mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah, like has that. it out for Astrid's bodysuit and fashion choices. I have it out for those hips. <laughs> okay. Coco, they said Coco is the most memorable wrestler out there, but the look was really lacking. Um, 
And they also really liked Victoria's look. They were like, she puts the ugly in the ugly ladies of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they thought Hoso and Eva were the weakest. And I do like this. I don't know if other people are adopting it or not, but the big boule often uses the term, I've said this before, but uses the term quiet. Mm-hmm. They thought that Eva's look was really quiet. And then she said it was a flop, dud, flop, flop, Tina, dud. Flop, flop, J'adore. flop, flop. Yeah. What? I, I got a, I got a little, I love Eva, but I got a little bit of agree in comparison to a lot of the other costumes. It, it wasn't as high level. Because you could say that Melissa's was just as simple, but like Melissa's had so much elevated aspects. The aesthetic of just a simple worked. Like, costume. Yeah, it matched the hair, matched the outfit. It was all inspired by China. The abs were there. Like, it all made sense. Yeah, there's just something about Eva's look. And Hoso and Eva was the weakest fight. Oh, you said that. And they showed this, the portion of the scene where they stopped and, um, Ask the fight choreographer for help or whatever happened there. Yeah. And so when they revealed that, it made me understand that so much of it was choreographed, which also made me think like the whole thing of Coco choosing the teams was like, sure, they chose the teams, but ultimately that was just like who you got to root on the side, side with. But of, yeah. What it really was was about who you were partnered with. Yeah. And also it's like, it's, uh, this, again, might be an Eva thing because she is such a perfectionist, but she was trying to stick to the script exactly and, like, all the motions. And you could tell that Coco and Victoria kind of were letting loose a little and having fun within the restrictions of the choreography. Right. They exactly. were, like, letting her top her and, like, fuck her and do all this crazy stuff that I'm sure was in addition to what they were supposed to be doing. It seemed like that little bit of the fucking and the 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 genital bouncing maybe improvised. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you just said? Yeah, kind of. I said they were playing within their... <laughs> playing within, within their the, uh, choreo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got... Um, Sidetracked. It's okay. Well, something some someone popped something up on my screen here. What, will you pop it up on mine? Uh... You know, yeah. I love when you take control of my monitor. I just received this text from this man. What's inside of him? I think that's just water dripping down. He's it's still oh, and then holding his penis. his penis. But he said, "Come give, in the shower. Give him my number." No, because then we'll have to do. We'll be. Um, double dippers or what do they call it so sorry I got distracted so let's go to the judges now the judges um, as you mentioned are Poppy and Katya I thought they did great judging and mm-hmm. gave really fun feedback I am upset that no one was there to give Katya a little dab on her sweaty face she was starting to sweat and no one was helping again um, is, there's nobody I guess there's just not somebody watching the monitors being like fix this well, it's the combination of like, because this happens to me sometimes when we're filming stuff over at Mom. Like, we have a certain setup where there is no monitor for one of the shows, and we just like trust that everyone is chill. But mm-hmm. then sometimes there is a monitor, but also sometimes there's not a person who can like run up and do that because it's just yeah. enough people to like run cameras and stuff. Yeah. But I assume they have a makeup artist on set. Oh, I don't think that. You think everyone does their own makeup? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, so I thought the feedback from the judges was great. For Hoso, yeah. they said that the performance was clunky. Katya um, basically said she should go to jail for the go-go boot, but uh, she'd still fuck her. Um, oh, no, she said house arrest. Sorry. She said yeah, not jail, arrest. but not I'll put jail. you on house arrest. Um, I think that the hair and makeup are just incredible on Hoso this week. Absolutely. Like, this is the Emmy. If they want to be nominated for an Emmy, they should do this episode push this episode you know what i mean i guess i also think that fucking dungeons and dragons looks were so good across the board yeah but i think overall this was a better episode okay slay um victoria she's a handsome woman and her look is stellar her energy was through the roof from the start to finish which is different for victoria so it was really cool to see her like that oh yeah and like like it was the first time i was like oh my god she's a person she's a person and she has feelings i agree and it was the exciting thing of like she was doing a character and the focus was on the look but also it was like a lot of times when she's out on the um for the floor show she's presenting the look but she's not like doing an action Mm-hmm. And this time she had like something to do that served the look. And the last time she was doing that, she was acting and she couldn't remember her lines. So mm-hmm. this was fun to see her sort of shining. Uh, Astrid, Katya was shocked about the shoes. She calls them psycho. Her performance was great. The tail, the tail was awesome. The look was good. But the coat and the shoes and the bodysuit, there was a no from everybody. What those about shoes. she goes? Those formal wear shoes. shoes. Those I, you know, I never really look at Queen shoes, and I forgot that Katya is like such a shoe person. Is she? Yeah, she's a she's a Louboutin girl. Well, now she is. I think Willem I, got her into that. Oh, but I think she's always been a shoe girl. Like she's always had an interest in feet. Um, sh- those shoes were like a prom night sparkly shoe it was but interesting do you what, think she what, wore like, them what, last week at zombie prom probably did but what what shoe do you wear to wrestle in you know a boot yeah a boot a go-go boot shoe. A go- no but they hated the go-go boot on uh, Hoso, that's true even though hoso dressed it the fuck up a clog a crock crock of shit everyone loved melissa's performance did you try Melissa's performance? Mm. <laughs> Melissa's performance was lovely. You know, I went to this potluck and I'm like, who brought Melissa's performance? Because <laughs> mm, I'll have mm. seconds. Third. Mm-hmm. Can I get the Good. recipe for Melissa's performance? <laughs> um, Eva. Like, Tenacity and hard work. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Oh, just leave me alone. Thank, thank God I'm making someone laugh over here. Um, they thought not only was her energy good, but it was the best technical fight. But She's also, the dancer. She knows choreo. Like, like you were saying, sh- they played around inside of um, the parameters. And also, her and Astrid had really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, that was a slay. Now, here is where these judges really popped off. <laughs> Uh-oh. When they started talking to Eva Destruction, and they literally... Literally. Did not hold back. Poppy, who like at one point was a robot and I guess now is a real person, said, I I wish I saw you more than I heard you. And Eva Eva goes, "Um, yeah, my voice carries. 
And it was probably <laughs> her voice, the one going, bitch, 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 fucking bitch, get her, bitch, tackle also, her, bitch. Side note, Eva Destruction will be at Fat Slut on December 16th. Please make your way. Also, Landon Cider and Georges will all be there. For bitch, our... what is happening to you? I just love money. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy, uh, no, we're on a Coco. They loved her performance, but her look was a little less than desired. Coco reveals that someone has been sabotaging her. Dun, dun, dun. Yunk, she says that her yunk, bikini yunk. got cut and things are missing. Um, that person who stole her stuff knew specifically which foot was cut and blistered and took that comfortable shoe, leaving her only with a boot. Who do you think it is? I am desperate to talk about this. Who do you think it is? I'm going to say it. I think it's Katya. Do you believe in no. your heart no. that someone is doing that? Or do you believe that, or do you believe that um, she is messy and disorganized? I just, there just doesn't, there's been no evidence. Uh, for everyone's literally like, what are you talking about? Kind of. Right. And I think it, mm, I hate to say it, it's probably just her being messy and disorganized. What do you think? I don't know. Because I, I love the idea that like Eva Destruction is like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Just like snipping her things. Stealing things and hiding things and snipping. And it's almost like a good opportunity to do so with a person who is messy and disorganized because it makes it easier for the shit to sort of go missing without an immediate reaction. Maybe someone is because Coco doesn't seem like the type that would like fuck herself over like this. You know what I mean? Or call it out. Like she made a weapon in three hours. You know what I mean? Like, she's prepared for this. So maybe someone is fucking with her stuff. But I just couldn't imagine in this competition someone having enough time in the day to not, like, to get ready for to do this competition, but also to find time to go sabotage someone else. Yeah. So whoever's doing it, they're smart. I, I wish they could catch it on camera. I mean, completely. I wish there is a camera. A reality TV camera. TV camera. camera. <laughs> Coco and Astro. Okay, anyhow. Wait, what? I just, I, I think it would be amazing if it's like revealed that it's someone, it's lackluster that it's like, oh, maybe Coco is. The one thing that you I did. You know what? They wouldn't put all this in unless someone was doing it, right? Not true, because remember all the rules about if you can't do the fright feed, someone's coming back? Unless that's oh, yeah. going to happen later this know. season. Could that happen mm. later this season? I don't know. Anyways, don't know. fingers fucking crossed that we get a th- get a saboteur. Yeah. That would be incredible and super exciting. All right, so what happens here at the end? Melissa wins! And it's her first win, and she wanted it bad. Hosa and Eva become up for elimination. And? Eva goes home. One thing I'm that I thought was interesting, I mean, when they said Hosa versus Eva, I immediately was like, is there a Eva's question? Eva's going home. 
No just shame. because of this challenge. Not I think her performances throughout the whole show have been. I think that she's been doing better than they're giving her credit for. In my, opinion. I also agree. I think that they're judging her a little harsher than the other girls. But I also think that Eva is harder on herself than any of the girls are hard on them their own selves. Right. 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 One thing that I find interesting is that back in the cauldron, they make Eva and Hoso like plead their case. But baby, these, they're not voting in the cauldron. Like the boulets are voting on who goes home. Oh yeah. Was there supposed to be a vote? No, but like Eva's like, this is why she she's goes, like, I I'm... am Eva from the House of Destruction. Right. And exactly. I am here to let you know. I am the one and only Ivanica Destructionista. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, Tiffany Trump's sister. Just kidding. No. <laughs> nar. Nar. Do you like have you seen that TikTok of that Australian girl that's like, when I say nar, I'm chewing it up. I'm eating it up. <laughs> have you seen it? No, just like one thing you American bitches could never do. When I say the word no, baby, I've got vowels, I've got syllables, I've got consonants, <laughs> baby. I'm chewing it, I'm eating, I'm <laughs> feasting on a meal. Nar, nar. Yeah, it's incredible. Good for her. Um, yeah. So then they go back out, and baby, she says Eva, but nothing happens. And then I thought it was gonna be the the switch. I thought it was going to be the thing where they're like, Eva. You thought it was going to be the switch? You're and, safe. And you thought Gia Gunn was going to come out and <laughs> throw water in someone's face and be like, speaking in Spanish? Okay. I love throwing water from a water bottle. Not from an open glass, but you got to An open glass shake, really gets it. You a gotta water bottle, you got to. Well, you get, one, you get one good throw, and then they always like shake it upside down at them and throw the bottle. That's yeah. how you throw a water bottle. Okay. In um, case you were wondering. So they both get saved. It's a double Shantae. It's a double it's a double save, Divas. So Hoso and Eva get to fight another day, and they were both shocked. I mean, they were both gobsmacked. And I bet that next week, you know, Eva will come back in the room and then they'll let everybody say a bunch of shady shit. And then Hoso will walk back in the room, or one way or the other. Maybe they'll let Hoso back in the room, and then all the other dolls will be like, oh, we knew it was going to oh. be you. You were going to be safe. Eva was definitely going home, and then Eva will still be there. That's going to make her spiral. Well, so maybe they'll do it the Hearing other Hearing all that negative stuff about her is going to make her spiral. I know. I just think Eva is so good at performing. She's, She's such a good time. She's fucking good. She turns the goddamn party, but like, I think because she has like a little crack in her armor, it's such a, it's a thing that makes the TV, like it gives her that storyline of like, I was really proud in the in the cauldron though. She was like, "That's season three, Eva. That would be spiraling and crying right now. I know mm -hmm. I'm good. I know this is just it is what it is, Santa, and we'll see what happens." I just love her. Likewise. All right. Well, that was we it, did Divas. It. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spooky Seconds, longer than the episode of television. Well, that's because I had to say some shit. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, 
and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkin.